Hey, this is Brad Jetson. And you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. Singer-songwriter Laura Repo is here today. Laura, thank you very much for coming in. I really appreciate you being here. Nice to be here. Thank you. So, Laura, your fourth album is called This Is My Room. Mm-hmm. And you were so kind to have brought me a copy of it. Thank you very much you're for that. You're welcome. Um, so, it came out April 5th. Yep. Uh, it took a little while for this record to come out. You had faced some personal challenges after your third record came out. Yeah. Get Yourself Home. That came out in 2011, I believe. Yeah. The record seemed to have like a seven, eight year, you know, gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, the la- after Get Yourself Home, my dad passed away like pretty soon after I released that album. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like the reason why I made that record because it was kind of a tribute to his musical contribution to my life. Mm-hmm. When he died, I felt like he took all the music with him. Like it was like a real feeling of like being washed out mm-hmm. musically. And I didn't feel like I could really sing. It was mm. a strange feeling because, you know, music is uh, something that always inspires me and I'm always like digging into songs and learning tunes. And so it really was just kind of like getting flattened. Mm. Um, and then my son's dad passed away in 2016. So that was another like kick in the gut. But this project was stirring and always kind of like, you know, in the back of my mind, something that I wanted to come back to. And, um, it's sort of, I think it became something that helped me to just unravel that grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, it's a great record. We were talking earlier about, um, you know, I was listening to it uh, two nights ago, I believe, and and it's got it's got a very uh, intimate kind of lo-fi yeah. vibe about yeah. it that it's it's very personal. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's and the title kind of reflects that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm sort of thinking about you know where the song came from and being alone in a room and making it, and then a tiny sort of reference to you know my role as a mother and trying to keep my my writing craft going little nod to virginia wolf and kept a a writing group going for for mothers and as a way for us to keep the creative thing going so there's a little nod to that as well Mm. in the record but i think this is my room really is about this is my here come and you know hang out with me for a bit and Mm -hmm. and hear my songs yeah yeah and hence the personal nature of it. I, I love yeah. it. I think it's a great record. And lo-fi, totally. Like we, that was our intention, really, to kind of um, capture the the essence of the song, really, and not to like put anything more on it than what it needed to hold it together. Exactly, and that yeah. that was my intention in saying that is because the thing I like about it is is that it's spare. I like that, yeah, because it seems more honest to me. It's not yeah. loaded with a bunch of backing tracks and, and no. filler. It's yeah. just it's very spare and it's very real. Yeah, it. I mean, I I'm crazy about space in music and like emptiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it was thrilling to kind of like go through the process and kind of go, wow, there it is. We just like found the song. Yeah. And to leave it alone, you know, to walk away. And working with Tino, who produced the record, Tino Zolfo, he was really into that as well. And just doing whatever we could do to help the song kind of like, 
you know, roll along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a great yeah. job. It's fantastic. Knowing when to stop, right? When to back <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. But see, in art, it's difficult to know when to stop. Yeah. I'm thinking about painting. How do totally. you know when it's when it's finished? I had an experience painting class where the instructor went around and he was looking at my work and he said, looking good. And then he came back like a little while later and said, you got to learn when to stop. Yeah. And um, that's definitely true. Definitely. With these songs. In all art forms, I believe. Okay. So you have got a great list of songs here. Thank you. Yeah. That was a challenge. I mean, there's so many songs to choose from. I was trying to figure out what connected them but it was fun it was a really fun exercise and was there a connection between the seven you selected well first it was going to be um songs that i wanted to learn Mm -hmm. and and i think that's true of some of these or that had kind of like a real emotional impact on me and then that wasn't working and then i realized i just wanted to choose songs that that were on vinyl that i have in my collection Mm -hmm. and Maybe as a way of kind of like thinking about this huge source of music now available to us, right? When, mm. On streaming devices, right? Where you can just like access anything and lose your mind basically listening to music, <laughs> yeah. which can be a good thing and a bad thing. So it's nice to come back to vinyl and kind of have some limitations. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's start with Billie Holiday. And I thought about you. This is just a nice chill jazz tune. She's got like that heavy brusque in her voice. You know? I think I think this was when she was like on her way down. Mm. Like, um, yeah, so much emotion and pain. <laughs> yeah, in the voice, but so connected to the words. Like, mm-hmm. what an interpreter, you know, of songs she was. Um, and this song I chose because I. Like, I listened to this album a lot, but it was, this song kind of escaped me. And so I listened once and discovered it Mm. and um, was kind of surprised. Listened through and there was a lyric about peeking through the blinds at the track and it just dissolved and it led me to write a song about my kid. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing moment listening to this song and then creating something out of the experience of listening to it. And I just adore it. Like I don't, I like her version. I checked out many other versions and they're all kind of, they all swing and they're sort Mm. of, you know, Diana Krall does a version, but it just does not match this. And also the piano intro. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. My dad played piano, so I'm always transfixed (laughs) by. Imprinting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So your next song, this I'd love this pick. Uh-huh. Coco Taylor. This is Chicago Blues. Oh. That nice gravelly God. horn is in there. The tune is honky tonky. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Another one that I just overlooked many listens through this album. And this, I don't know if you know, but I had a little blues jam period when no. I before before I started writing songs. Okay. I had this impulse to get on stage and i didn't really understand it okay but blues jams make that possible yeah definitely (laughs) kind of like this democratic kind of place right yeah yeah climb on stage give me your key and my dad helped me a little bit and it was kind of cringy people 
weren't convinced that I was a blues singer. <laughs> oh, you were singing. <laughs> I was singing. Okay. And I was really into Coco Taylor. Like I, I, I learned some of some of her tunes, and I like her singing. I love her. I love her material. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Honky Tonky is funny. Like it's funny that she's singing about a, you know, really like maybe a country band, right? Yes. Playing downstairs and they won't stop. Yeah. I like the humor in it. Yeah. And I love the piano, the honky tonk piano yeah. in the song. I love yeah. the horn, that that yeah. really gravelly horn that yeah. you can only hear in, in Chicago blues. You know, it's got that old time feel. Yeah. I and it's so that. meat and potatoes, right? Like it's just, yeah, I love the lyrics. Great tune. Liz Fair is next. Yeah. The song is Stratford on Guy. You know, I saw Liz Fair at the Elma Combo. Oh, really? When? In the early 90s, okay. mid-90s. She just put this record out, yeah. Exile in, in Guyville. Yeah. And I wasn't, I didn't get it or, you know, I didn't, it took me a while to kind of like really listen to this record mm-hmm. and fall in love with it. I could see that. And this song blows my mind because it's just not what you're expecting lyrically, right? Like <laughs> Or the, like the vocal performance is, oh. is unique. Like it reminds me of Cake almost a little bit. You know, yeah. Cake. <laughs> oh, Cake, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love what she's singing about, <laughs> you yeah. know? It's trippy. It's really, you know, looking down from an airplane and just whatever is going on in her mind. And the great chorus. And the the drum intro. I love the drum sound. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song I definitely want to learn. Yeah. But um, it's a hard one. It's a hard tune. Mm. Um, so I have great respect for this album and I actually played this for Tino before we recorded. I took this, one of the records I took in and said, just was, we were kind of like thinking of soundscape, even though it was nothing, what we did is nothing like this, but there's some kind of lo-fi rock and roll feel on this record that I really yes. like. Yeah. And next, he was just in here a couple of weeks ago, Murray McLaughlin. Down by the Henry Moore. Yeah. Awesome pick. I love this song. Yeah, me too. So I wanted, I remember, it just sort of popped into my head, and I didn't want to stream it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear it. I didn't want to stream it. So I bought the vinyl. Ah, nice. (laughs) I decided to turn it into a game. Can't listen to it till you find the vinyl. And it was such a great moment of like putting the album on, just moving the needle over, and that beautiful harmonica intro. Mm-hmm. Does, is he playing that? Is that his? I don't, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I, I would say no, but I don't yeah. know for sure. So that uh, hook, that harmonica kind of melody line just glues the whole song together for me. And mm-hmm. I love the lyrics. I love the trip through my own sort of hood and my own haunts, you know, like yeah. years later and the Silver Dollar and Kensington Market and Grossman's. I mean, that's where I was the, a blues jammer. Yep. A yeah. cringy blues jammer. And uh, down to the Henry Moore and a real Toronto song. It is. Yeah. And we were saying earlier that, that he references the farmer song, which is yes. really cool. In the lyric, he's, you meet somebody and she says, oh, you're, you're that guy who sings farmer song, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. He's got such a unique voice too, I find. Yeah. You just, you know automatically, as soon as you hear yeah. one note, you know it's Murray McLaughlin. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this album is kind of, it's interesting. I haven't spent a lot of time listening to it because I was just sort of like really focused on this one song, but it's a real kind of like working class hero sort of record. Mm-hmm. John Holt, Treasure of Love. Not super familiar with this. Yeah. So John Holt is like a Jamaican treasure, one of their beloved songwriters. And I'm pretty sure he wrote Silverbird. Maybe not, but that's, I think, and I heard it first when I was in Jamaica Mm -hmm. and I was, I fell in love with the song and then found out about John Holt and found this album at Pandemonium Books um, in vinyl on Dundas West. Cool. Neil Cunningham runs the place and we were in high school together, maybe a million years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, I went into his shop and I found it there. And it's every song is killer. Yeah. And he's, uh, it's just um, thought maybe Treasure of Love was George Jones's Treasure of Love, mm-hmm. um, which is a song I'm crazy about. It isn't, but it's, you know, amazing. I like, I like it when the Jamaicans take on the uh, country music. And yeah. Toots and the Maytals have a great version of Country Roads. Anyway, this is, um, yeah, every song on this album is a treasure, and it's fun to listen to. Oh, to check it out. Yeah. Joan Armitrading. Mm-hmm. I've done 112 episodes of this show. Nobody's ever brought Joan in. It's the first time. <laughs> Seriously. I've always so, wondered when Joan was going to make so, an appearance. Get in touch with Jesus. Get in touch the with Jesus. Oh, my God, this song just hits me somewhere. Um, so I listened to Joan armor trading a lot i think as a teenager and then forgot about her for years Mm -hmm. and have a few albums of hers and just started listening again and i find her writing is amazing a lot of it is like really busy though the tunes are busy there's a lot going on this song is um is a little more instrumental and um i just i love the line um i wanted to contact jesus you know i love where that can that whole idea can go Mm -hmm. and i was raised by socialists but there is a kind of connection i think between socialism like activists and people who are religious and doing the work of jesus Mm -hmm. right and so there's a little bit of that in me like oh what is what is the story here and um it, it hits me somewhere. The song feels like a really, it's spiritual, but it isn't. But I like to listen to it sort of in a very dark living room. Mm. <laughs> kind yeah. of, if I can't figure something out, I'll put this song on. Really? It's very, it's very yeah. unique. You know? It's very, yeah. Soulful, like, gorgeous songwriter. Yeah. Very underrated. And uh, yeah, so it just, it's popped back into my life again in the last few months. And it's just surprising how heavy it, it hit. Yeah. And that's why it shows up. Cool. Okay. Educate me on your last pick here. This is Dolores Keene and John mm-hmm. Faulkner. And the song is Johnny, Lovely Johnny. Johnny. So, um, Broken Hearted I'll Wander is the album. And it was. An album I got from a family friend who passed away last year. Okay. And he put out all his vinyl at his memorial. Wow. Him. I mean, that was his request. And everybody went through and basically helped themselves. No. To his, yeah. That is a great thing. I know. It felt strange at the time. Like, it, I felt 
like I was part of like sort of the vultures coming in yeah, for it. Yeah. But it was also he was really into traditional music. Yeah. And um kind of a curmudgeonly character, really committed to um the history of traditional music and Irish music and and mountain music, Appalachian music. That's where I found out about Jean Ritchie. I did a cover of hers on Get Yourself Home, mm-hmm. um, the LNN, Don't Stop Here Anymore. So that was Dan's introduction to me of that music. And so I feel like this record is one, like it's a record that I won't let go of because it got passed along. So that means something to me when yeah. I get given handed music. Mm-hmm. So I love Dolores Keene's voice. Like, it's just crazy beautiful. And it's funny that when I was singing the blues, people would say, you should sing Irish music, you know, and as if Irish music is easy to sing. Like, it's (laughs) (laughs) to sound like her. Yeah. So I love, you know, there's this part of me. I'm There's Irish in our, you know, on my dad's side. I haven't been to Ireland. I would love to go to kind of like connect with that music, that side of my culture. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I chose Johnny Lovely Johnny is because I'm kind of on a hunt for all kinds of Johnny songs because I wrote Johnny Finn. All right. And I'm thinking about Johnny Be Good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just so many Johnny songs. There are. There. I think Liz Fair has one on, on the album, Johnny Sunshine. Um, so it's sort of like a little... A little musical game I'm playing, just collecting Johnny songs. And and then I saw this on the record, Johnny Lovely Johnny. Perfect. And and Johnny is always the same in all of the Johnny songs. Like So I, when I was little, my mom had a Kurt Vile record, La Talenya Sing Surabaya Johnny. Your mom yeah. had a Kurt Vile record? Of course. No way. Yeah. No, she had a very, very That's awesome. intense. Wow record collection that's great so i was little listening to surabaya joni and um it's just always kind of been hovering around yeah and i think that johnny finn kind of came about just as an inquiry into like who is johnny and that's a cool story too wow Two so cool yeah stories johnny lovely johnny and um just adding that to my my playlist of johnny songs you know Listeners now, after you said that, are going to be kind of naming Johnny songs, right? And send them to me. I want to, I want to like <laughs> do I, an epic list. I actually just thought of one. Remember the Fine Young Cannibals? That song that goes, Johnny, we're sorry. Why don't you come on home? Oh. Remember that one? No. Uh, I can't. I, I but, but I'm going to definitely, I'm going to write that down after this. Cause <laughs> Fine Young Cannibals. I remember them, but I don't remember that. Maybe well, if I heard the song, I would remember it. It's their I'm huge sure. hit. I don't know if it's in the song title or not. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's yeah. the the chorus is Johnny. Yeah. We're sorry. Would you come on home? Yeah. We worry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's loads of Johnny loads. songs. Wow, that's great. I tried learning um, Johnny Be Good in my one of my guitar classes lessons. Yeah. Is it hard? It's, it's hard. I mean, I'm not. I'm just a strummer, right? You know, yeah. I don't do anything fancy no picking but it was fun to kind of see it you know kind of broken down and Mm -hmm. yeah deconstructed cool yeah that's a great story behind johnny finn yeah like i said i was listening to that yeah now i know yeah and i love that story about giving away the vinyl i know wow see music i've said this a million times before music allows us to share our emotional identities with each other yeah right 
And that's a great example. That is so awesome. I love that story. Okay. So now that is your list, Laura. You were kind enough to bring in not only a record for me, but also your guitar. Yes, I and have my guitar. You're going to play a tune for us. Yes. What are you going to play? I thought I would play Too Soon to Miss You. Great. Because um, it was the song that led to this project. Okay. And Tino and I, I met Tino at a cafe at the common around the corner from where I was, where I, where I live. Mm-hmm. And we did a demo and the demo was this little surprise miracle song. And, and it, it just stayed on my mind for years of like, I want to explore what we could do together. Mm-hmm. So we did re-record Too Soon to Miss You with accordion and, um, but kept the demo on the, on the record. So it's a track at the very end. And so, yeah, it led to this project. Awesome. All right, we'll take it away. Is it too soon to miss you and too soon to be kissing in the kitchen? I would be lying if I went out into the night without asking the question Is it too soon to miss you? Is it too soon to call you in the middle of the night just for nothing? Will it all come crashing? Well, we'll burn together in the ashes. Is it too soon to ask you? Can't you see my pretty lights and how they shine for you? Is it too soon to take a photograph of you? Is it too soon to ask you? Can't you see my pretty lights and how they shine for you? Is it too soon to take a photograph of you? Is it too soon to miss you? Is it too soon to miss you and too soon to be kissing in the kitchen? I would be lying if I went out into the night without asking the question. Is it too soon to miss you? And is it too soon to miss you? That's great. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. I love Pleasure. the song. And it sounded great. You have a great voice. Good. Yeah. Good. Thank That's you so much. That's a little song, a little miracle song. I do love it. <laughs> I do love it. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime, Laura. Okay. All right. This is my room, the new record. Go get it. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my special guest, Laura Repo. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 